0: Hey, beautiful humans. Thank you for tuning into the love and life podcast, the podcast where we talk about how to live and love authentically, whatever that might look like to you. I'm your host, Elizabeth Cunningham. Let's dive in. All right, y'all. How are we doing today? I am feeling vulnerable <laughs> uh, in sharing about uh, this topic which is around community and community and polyamory specifically but um, as always I think that you can spread these topics out to non-monogamy in general I think that I think that they're just applicable in in life in general I think that all of us are dealing with, very similar things just in nuanced ways so community is something that everyone is experiencing or wants to experience or avoids experiencing as we will talk about today (laughs) Um, and regardless of what community you may be in um, but I wanted to talk about um, community in uh, polyamory specifically because that's something that is obviously near and dear to my heart. And so this episode is going to be a little bit more about my personal experience uh, inside, of, inside of community. And I, I want to give a little bit of a background here as well. So I've been hosting these events. I gave myself this challenge this year to host seven events in one year. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm ever going to do this again, um, but, but it was a good challenge. Um, and uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to give myself this challenge of hosting events is because I wanted to have a greater sense of community. I wanted to um be able to provide previously to to hosting these events i was just interviewing people on my previous podcast which was the elizabeth cunningham show and i was interviewing different people and i love interviewing people and i love one of the things that i love about interviewing people is that it um, gives people such a like depth of resources just in one place, just by interviewing multiple people. And I, I mean, that's why, you know, podcasts like that do really well is because it's so great to just like go to one spot. Like I love Oprah super soul podcast, right. Cause she interviews all these different amazing people. Um, but that, that was one of the reasons for that. But then in, um, uh, completing that show, I was really bummed because I really love interviewing people. And it kind of came across my path to start doing these online events. And so it's just been a progression. You know, last December, I did the theme was from monogamy to polyamory. And then in March, the theme was will polyamory actually work for me? Um, And then we kind of Proceeded from there with communication and polyamory to sex and polyamory and now we're having this event about community and polyamory and just to give you a sneak peek of what's coming up the next event in October will be about families and polyamory and then the last event in December will be about breakups in polyamory so it's kind of this progression so this one happens to be about communities and polyamory and I've been really nervous to do this event because I have a lot of trauma in community. And you can also, this is my tell. My tell when I have something difficult to talk about is that I give a lot of background information. <laughs> I'm dating, I'm dating this new person, and um we were uh hanging out the other day, and one of the questions was, can you see I'm stalling again? Um, and one of the questions was uh, what what are like what are traits that are like bad or negative or things that you're trying to work on about yourself that really impact your relationships. And and how do you work on those? Like how are you how are you overcoming those? How are you being aware of those? How are you overcoming those? And one of the things for me is that when I think that um, I'm going to say something that is going to be upsetting, um, or something that I don't know what the reaction of my partner or partners will be. Um, I will be like, I'm really nervous to say this, or I don't know how to say this or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, great. Uh, enough stalling. So trauma in community. Um, one of the things about my trauma in community is that in Putting on this event, which is why you know gave the whole backstory. But in putting on this event, um, I've really had to look at how deep seated this trauma is for me, and it really goes all the way back to like when I was five. There was an incident where I felt like I didn't belong because I was a girl, and I grew up in a neighborhood of boys. Uh, and then there was an incident when I was ten, and I moved to a new state and a new school and i felt rejected by like the you know popular girls like it's such a silly i'm not going to go into the like the full story but it is so reminiscent of like mean girls it's just ridiculous um (laughs) and then you know went to high school and there were things that happened in high school that made me feel like an outsider in my dance, you know, I did dance team in high school. And so like, I felt like an outsider um, on my dance team, but at least I had like other outsiders with me on my dance team. Like we jokingly called ourselves like the rejects of dance team. And it was like our fun, silly, sarcastic way of like not fully feeling like we were a part of, you know, the rest of the, of the crew. Um, But then there's stuff around, like I, one of my best friends stopped talking to me our senior year. And I also, the first time that I was sexually assaulted was after high school and I, um, uh, like lost friends and people didn't believe me or blamed me and then moving into college there were you know different things that happened uh in college where uh i just you know it's kind of perpetuated this cycle right and so if and and then after college i completely lost a group of friends um because someone again it, it was around um like sexual assault and i uh was not going to tell anybody, but I told five people about it um, specifically because of the trauma that I had had from the first one. And then it leaked out and then like (laughs) and then I lost like an entire group of friends because, yeah, a lot of them believed the person who I uh, was accusing is the is the wrong word because I was really not saying anything um but for you know brevity's sake the person who i um was holding responsible for it um had a i guess a stronger argument than i did um and uh and so i lost a bunch of friends with that and so it just kind of perpetuated the cycle of like people don't believe me i'm on the outside it, even if i do get a really strong community of people eventually that won't be the case anymore. And then there was other things around just like being a woman and being an attractive woman and like being like centered or objectified in a community that was either more male dominated or that was more about like sex and sexuality. Um, And so I've had a lot of things around community where I just, I like organizing things. I like organizing events. I like bringing people together because I love people. <laughs> um, but I I don't, I've had a hard time believing that there would be a community where I would feel safe and where I would feel accepted and that it wouldn't all crumble to pieces eventually, that I wouldn't be taken advantage of, that, um etc right so i have had a lot of trauma around community and i've you know some of you who follow me on social media may have seen a post that i did recently that was like i actually have been living in seattle for 9 years and i've never sought out community here before i have met people individually who are polyamorous and non-monogamous and i've kind of built my own friend group um, that of people and pretty much all of my friends are polyamorous or non-monogamous in some way. Um, and so in that way, I have a lot of support inside of like polyamory and non-monogamy and like being accepted. Um, but as far as like going to events or even hosting like local events in Seattle, like I've just, I've never done that before because I just have this Fear and in hosting this event, um, that's coming up on Saturday. By the way, you should go. (laughs) Um, this in hosting this event on Saturday, that's all about finding community, it's about healing community, it's about creating community, it's about the importance of community, it's about why people don't join communities like myself um, and possibly, like, the shame or trauma or history that you have, um, like, it's been, it has been, it has been really healing, but it's been really confronting because I've been having to confront all of these stories that I have about, uh, about community, and so if there's anybody else who, has similar sentiments. And there are a lot of reasons why people avoid community. This is just my, again, like I, I told you at the beginning of this episode that this was more about me personally, Um but there are a lot of reasons why people don't feel safe in community or why they feel that communities might not be for them. Um, I'm thinking specifically of love uh, in the non-monogamous community of people of color, because there are a lot of just white spaces in the non-monogamous community and that there has to be, um, which is one of the things that we're talking about at the community event on Saturday, um, is about how do you have um, inclusiveness and how do you have people Who historically have great reason to not feel safe in white spaces, Um, feel safe, feel included. Um, What does that even look like? And how can we be a part of the solution to that instead of perpetuating the problem? Um, And so, yeah, I have another speaker who's talking about something similar to that. And also, um, inside of my own healing in putting this event on Um, one of our speakers is talking about how do you contribute to community so it's not that you are the one creating the community but now you've joined this community and how to not be passive how to not just expect the community to provide something for you but rather how do you be a contributing factor how how do you make community a reciprocal relationship. And and the other conversation that's come up inside of that is if we think about community as a reciprocal relationship, then how do you heal a community when um, community has ruptured? And I had a specific conversation with someone about, and their their take um, was that uh, and this is speaking like super generally like this is a very nuanced thing and i'm not doing it justice to say it like as briefly as i am um so just like follow me on this okay so the conversation was if community is a reciprocal relationship and there's always ruptures in community because there's always ruptures in relationships, like we're going to even if it's just a one on one relationship, we're going to do harm to one another at some point, like probably not intentionally, but the way that, you know, our our trauma presents in one person versus the trauma presents in another person or people's different backgrounds or whatever, like we're just going to step on each other's toes at some point. Like that is part of relationships. And that's why we have people like me who are like, This is how I help you communicate through that, or this is how I help you heal through that, or this is how we're going to heal individually so that we can heal together, right? So, if we think about community as a reciprocal relationship, how do we heal in community? And one of the things that I see that I don't think is healthy is, um, or should be like the go to. I'm not like saying take this off the table completely because, but one of the things that I think is, a go-to for people that I think should be like a last resort is completely excommunicating people or completely dividing off. Like that now we have this community and we have this community, right? Like completely having like a separation, like oh we don't talk to these people or we don't talk to anyone who associates with these people or the if you have this idea, then you're not a part of, you know, I'm not even going to include you in any event. I'm never going to sponsor anything. I'm never going to sign off on anything that you're doing because you have this specific idea and I disagree with it. And I think that divisiveness is a part of human nature, but it's also something that when we can be conscious of and we can be conscious, aware, compassionate human beings that we need to recognize that. We can't just cut people off, or else we're going to create as much divisiveness inside of our commun- quote unquote community as there is in any other section of the world. I'm thinking specifically about <laughs> the 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 um, the thing that came up for me was like religion. Like, there's so many different like like sectors of christianity right where it's just like oh you believe this but i believe this so even though we believe in the same thing we are uh, rivals like what and then we just have these divided and opposing communities and sects instead of a, a community in which healing can happen. Like there's no healing that can happen in divisiveness. And I think that that's something that I've been really burned by in the past. So it's, you know, close to my heart. Um, But it's also something that I see happening and like, and listen, like, that's the easy thing to do the easy thing to do is to be like, great, we're not talking to you anymore. Great. We're excommunicating you. Great. We're a different group now. Great. I'm not going to ever do anything with this idea ever again, ever. And you suck. Like that is literally, that's the easy thing to do. And listen, I get it because as humans, we do the easy thing we just do by default we do the even even though we do it when we do it unconsciously okay unconsciously our brain just goes this is the best option and then we do it without a thought and then we justify it because humans are justification machines <laughs> we can justify literally anything people justify murder okay so i understand you have justifications for the things that you do say feel act and i'm not saying that it is never a good idea to you know split off or to you know not have contact with people like sometimes again in one-on-one relationships sometimes that is the best thing to do is to be like all right like we're just gonna go our separate ways but I don't think that that is the first resort. Like usually in one-on-one relationships, that's not the first resort. When we think of one-on-one relationships, we think about, okay, how can we heal this? How can we talk through this? What do we need? Like, do we need to get a therapist or a coach or read books or listen to podcasts or go to classes or talk to our families or whatever? Like, what do we need to do so that there can be repair and resolution here? And I think that sometimes in community, and I would also say, especially with like, the mob mentality of the internet and the mob mentality of social media, things can just get super divisive really quickly, and that hurts us so much. Okay, I feel like this is starting to get into a soapbox, Um, but (laughs) I guess it's my podcast. my point being is that i think that if we wa- if we want to talk about community and we want to talk about how important community is because i think everyone in the non-monogamous community agrees not everyone most people Most people in the non-monogamous community agree that community is so, so, so important. Then we need to figure out, we need to learn, we need to gain the skills to have community and have community work. And have it work over time, even when there are ruptures because there will be. Right? So... That is, that's my, there's my two cents about community. (laughs) And uh, I do, I want to invite you to the event that I'm hosting this Saturday. It's free, it's virtual and it's live. I'm going to be the flow of the day, how the flow of the day is going to go is that I'm going to start off the day. Um, the first half an hour is just going to be me. Um, what I do in the first half an hour of my events is I share about what we're going to do during the day, but also the best way to show up. Like how is the best way to listen? We don't think about that very often, but how is the best way to listen to something so that you can get the most out of this event for yourself? And then we're gonna have two speakers and then a Q&A with those speakers, two speakers, Q&A, two speakers, Q&A, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, until the end of the day. And like I said, there's gonna be Q&A. So you can ask questions live to everyone who is going to be there. So some of the people who are going to um, be our speakers are uh, Bronwyn, also known as Minka Guides, um, who has helped organize community and the Enum community in London, Uh, Mickey Bay, Laura Boyle of Ready for Polyamory, Nika Sherelle of the House of Sherelle, Veronica Monet, who's someone who's been organizing in community with um, polyamory for several decades, Kate Kincaid, who's one of the co-creators of the um, Southwest Love Fest, Alana Fellin, who is uh, the polyamorous librarian, and Elisa Owen, who is a community non-monogamous community organizer in the Bay Area who specializes in inclusivity. So we have a lot of amazing people who are going to be there. And really, again, what I want people to get out of this event is either finding community, because there's going to be a lot of resources shared, healing in community because there's also going to be a lot of conversations about how we can do that and also creating community are you someone who sees a need in your area or online and feel called to fill that need then this is a great opportunity to get resources on how to do that as well so i would love for you to be there Um, definitely reach out to me if you have any questions. Uh, My email is love at Elizabeth I believe it's in the show notes. I can double check. Um, But yeah, reach out to me if you have any questions. And the uh, link for this event is going to be in the show notes of this episode. So come hang out. Come join. It's free. What are you doing? What are you doing on Saturday? All right. I love you all so very much and if this episode was helpful for you please consider sharing it. Be the person in your life who shares <laughs> shares positivity, shares growth, shares resources, shares knowledge we need we need more people who are sharing the love, spreading the love and having conversations about how we can heal and be together. So, thank you for doing that. I appreciate you. I love you so much. I'm here for you and I am looking forward looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. What are your takeaways? What is an action that you're going to take that will have this make a difference in your life? However small, take that action. Don't let this just be a good idea. Make that 1% shift in your life today to live more freely and authentically. If you'd like to learn more about my coaching, my classes, or the events that I host, check out my website at www.elizabethanncunningham.com. Until next time, keep loving.